Proto fam, before we start, we want to thank our sponsors at FanDuel. You want to know the only thing better than winning? It's winning cold, hard cash. And the best way to play fantasy football and win is with FanDuel. From double-ups to giant tournaments and private contests, there are a million ways to win every single week. And if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy or... Click on the link on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. FanDuel will match 20% of your first deposit with your first bet up to $500. FanDuel is just handing out money for you to play with. Plus, Brodo has you covered with optimizer lineups and weekly DFS articles on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. We'll help you come out on top. Sign up today, play some lineups, and win some cash. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. I'm just coming in as like the cleanup man right now, the closer. Coming in for the second half, just like trying to trying to close it out. We're getting Tim back. And we're getting Tim back. Tim is back. <laughs> Guys, speaking of Tim being back, I'm going to let you know right now. We're As you know, we're doing this on Thursday night, and, and it is now 6 minutes and 58 seconds into the first quarter of the Vikings at Steelers game. It is 0-0. Big Ben just got sacked. And just like a lot of you out there, your boy needs some help. This is your boy, Kim. Uh, right now, I got Chase Claypool in this game. I got Tyler Conklin in this game. I am... And that's just in my main league. I've, I've I have other guys across other leagues, and I'm because it's it's win and get in, and so many people are facing that this week. It's uh it's like the playoffs one week early. Yeah, exactly what it's like. It's basically the playoffs. It is is for sure the for playoffs. you it's the playoffs. Yeah, when you have a bye week, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's nerve wracking, I tell you. It is the championship in FFPC. Yep, which right. I'm a part of, and that Justin Jefferson nine fifty yard touchdown, and Jefferson playing, and I'm going up against Cook and half Madison, so this is an emotional night for me. So not starting Madison. So just as you guys probably saw with the first episode, or actually the the phenomenon of more people listening to the second episode than the first episode. Phenomenon. So maybe they don't know. No, no, no. Um, we if if we just let out audible sighs or cheers in the middle of of the analysis, just like go with it, <sighs> because there's no way. I was thinking to myself like, oh, I got to keep it pre- professional tonight. Like, there's no way, there's no way. If Chase Claypool scores scores a touchdown, I'm gonna go crazy. If he drops one, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm playing Tyler Conklin over T.J. Hawkinson, who I've started every single week this year. Tim thinks Chase Claypool's gonna score a touchdown. That's cute. Tim, are you a little scared that T.J. Hawkinson I already admitted wasted his yes. best two games, first two games of the season? I'm definitely mad, I'm <laughs> definitely first mad scared. Is the Lions, and you have to waste yeah. that right there. All right, so let me... Uh, Tim brought up Hawkinson. Hold on, let me plug this app, and then we're going to get right into it, all right? Before you do, you forgot to mention one thing. What? Brick killed a guy. <laughs> there it is. Anyway, um, if you want everything you need to dominate a fantasy... And I will say this. This is an all-encompassing app. So, yeah, you can use it right now, but also this is a great tool for the offseason. I would contend that our app is a better tool in the offseason than it even is in-season because it get because you can really really take its advantage of all the tools. You can really explore. You can really look around. You can really make conclusions. When you're doing it week by week, like you have to know what you're looking for and you, you know, but when you have a chance to really get into all this stuff, then you can really appreciate it. So, and it's right now it's free. And what are the things you can dig into? 
uh, player cards, usage charts, start sit tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and every single stat you've ever needed, including advanced stats and exclusive stats, true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and defensive points over average. This and tons more is all free right now. And the reason why it's free is because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash fantasy. Thank you to our wonderful community. As uh, That was a funny Trevor Lawrence commercial right there. That got, that got me. Um, thank you to our great patrons who have... mute. What are you talking about? It was a funny commercial. That was he, It was like he was like Fabio, but it was a Subway commercial. Goodness gracious. Uh, anyway, our, our great patrons, we joke around with them like this all the time as well. Um, it's funny because, you know, they... You know, they, they are patrons, so they're supporting the show. They listen to the show, and it's because because when that happens, I, I don't know, it, we become friends right away in the Discord because we all kind of have the same sense of humor, and we all kind of get each other right away off the, right off the bat, which is very cool. Um, and on top of that, you get the waiver wire pod, uh, extra pod every week, even in the offseason, an extra pod per week. Um, you get the DFS optimizer. You get to play in leagues with us. You get the uh, giveaways. You get uh, the betting tool. I haven't even mentioned this. Cass gives bets, and they've been hitting like freaking crazy. Like this guy is beating Vegas like crazy. Like last time I checked in, he was over like sixty five percent. Last week he killed it, dude. This guy is giving just we're just handing away money. Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. Um, so let's get into this Lions game and let's talk about T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson has the hurt finger, has been limited in practice the last two days. Jared Goff, uh, offensive player of the week last week, after his uh, clutch performance. That's funny. Um, how are we feeling about uh, Mr. Hawkinson? Before I start, Tim, I did want to note um, because you missed it, and I know you love it. <laughs> oh my God! Why did you have to do that? Because <laughs> uh, I knew you wouldn't expect it. I was really not expecting. And you that. missed it. So, all right. <laughs> um, Telemineth, Geronimus. I mean, Hawkinson. See, I'm I'm on this game, man. (laughs) TJ Hawkinson finally coming to life a little bit. Two touchdowns in the last two games, but don't get it twisted. Still not as good as his first two games of the year, Michael. (laughs) 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 Um, It's good to see, but um, all it tells me is he's like every other tight end. He's touchdown dependent. When he catches a touchdown, he good. When he doesn't touch a touchdown, he not so good. Yeah. Um. So that's really what you're hoping for here. And it's not like a matchup against Denver is super great where he can have like that 10 catch performance like he had against Philly. So, I mean, you're firing on Pockinson likely if you have him, but he's yeah. just another touchdown dependent option. Uh, I saw, I heard something today that said the top two tight ends are the top two tight ends. And then there's only 14 points separating three from 10. Isn't that insane? Yeah, 14 total nuts. points. So, I mean, that's why there's been talk on Twitter about Travis Kelsey being a bust this year. All the teams I have Travis Kelsey are doing well. You don't bust because your tight end one that you drafted as a tight end one is a tight end one. Yeah, yes. Just because he's had some down games. Yeah. Yeah, uh, people say there's like, because he's wide receiver 20. You didn't draft him as a wide receiver. Eh, you drafted him in the first round. You did draft Yeah, him. I mean, he's been a little worse than you'd like, but it's not like he's crushing teams if you just. But you bought him for the positional difference. Bust is not the word to describe Travis Kelsey. I'll say that right now. Um, let's talk about the rest of this offense. Uh, we saw Jamal Williams last week get the opportunity, but not do crazy amounts with it. He didn't even he didn't get much targets. Only two percent 
of the target share. Um, how are we feeling about Jamal in this game? Jamal Williams is, uh, as long as DeAndre Swift is out, which I think it's looking like DeAndre Swift is going to be out yeah, again, looks like if it. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jamal Williams is going to be a pure volume play because he's going to get 18-plus touches easily. And even in an offense that's, like, not ideal, um, 18 touches is 18 touches is 18 touches. He didn't do much with the 18 touches last week, though. I know. Um, only one target and one reception, which is upsetting in a game where they put up 29 points. But he had five re- five receptions the week prior to that. Look, if he's alone in the backfield, Jamal he's going to be a playable RB2 flex play no matter what. Is a profiterole. Hmm. What? Exactly. Not everyone knows who he is, right? But he is a dessert that's constantly there. You just don't really know the name of it. I was not expecting the word dessert. And <laughs> it's like a <laughs> puff pastry with cream in the middle. And when you bite this into it, you're like, this is pretty too. good. But it's not going to blow me away. I thought a profiterol was like a prescription medication. It's like a cream puff. <laughs> Jamal Williams is a profiterol. Like, I take profiterol to, for my uh, a- my ankles. It and does that sound like that would be the case. the lesson yeah. of the day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So like, Josh Reynolds is kind of like the first receiver that I would really consider playing from the Lions. I guess, look, there's a lot of injuries this week. There's a lot of... There's a lot of, you know, there's pe- a lot of people who need this. Um, this is not the best matchup against the Broncos. So this is not the game to start a wide receiver from the Lions. I mean, look, Josh Reynolds has seven catches for 139 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets in two games for the Lions. And he is, um, he has a rapport with Jared Goff. So there are things there that get you excited. But we've seen this happen this year. Khalif Raymond popped off. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown even had a better game than 12 targets. Josh Reynolds last week. Um, we've seen, I don't know, someone else like get a good game too. So Josh Reynolds is probably the most enticing of the bunch, but against Denver, none of them are really super enticing. Why isn't Tyler Cochran in right now? <laughs> the hell's going on, man? Tyler Cockthin. <laughs> wow. Right? All right. Uh, anyway, Profiterol. let's go over. <laughs> Yo, I swear, profiterol sounds like like it's a narcotic. Profiterol, like it's, like it's slightly illegal. Um, let's go to the Broncos side. I, I already know what you guys want to say. Yes. I already know what you guys want to say. Yes, I'm. Javante Williams is being overrated by the entire fantasy world as usual. Am I right? Is that what you guys want to say? If Melgo returns, then yeah. For me, I prefer Javante over Melgo in this game, but I think both well, are startable because this is the Lions' defense, and they are, and they are very prone Javante's to getting run on. Javante's ranked as like running well, back. Well, yeah. Nine. My issue was that Javante was was RB seven. Jefferson touchdown! Fucking yeah! A, baby! Yeah! We're all happy about this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> my issue was that Javante Oof. Williams. Hold on, before you get into that, do let me just, let me just say one thing real quick. I, I'm in this dynasty league. We're in the startup. I accidentally traded my second, third, fourth, and fifth round picks <laughs> because I thought that I was getting a first round pick for third, fourth, and fifth, and I wasn't. So I traded them, and I already traded my second round pick earlier, Fuck and I have Justin Jefferson in that league, Fuck yeah. and I'm very happy because I'm seven and six in that league. Everyone thought everyone was making fun of me like you're gonna be the you're gonna be the number one pick. Blah, 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 blah. 
I, and I, this is a, it's a winning in situation. Because he I was saw number Jefferson one. Break free and you were talking, and I couldn't even hear anything. I was just I was like, I've got to break free. <laughs> I've got to break. And Greg Joseph misses the extra point. Jeez, Louise. All I right. have him in so many teams. Let's get it back to it. Javante yeah. Williams. Let's do it. <laughs> Javante Williams. The issue was he was ranked as RB7, and Melgo is down at RB29. It should be Javante Williams, RB18, Melgo, RB22. Yeah. Something like that. A tremendous matchup against Detroit. I would move them both but up they a little split bit, work. Like, people, they just think Melgo is a seasoned vet who's been playing well this season. Just because he hasn't been a top five running back. No, he's been very good in all advanced metrics. He's He, he got juice, man. Melgo's been great. He's a good he's better than back. he was in the, like, early in his career. He's getting better with age. So, it's like, yo, yeah, Melgo is not just going to lose his job because Javante Williams had a good game. I see. I I disagree to an extent. I say I think that where the Broncos are right now, they won that game. That Maybe Javante Williams had. outsnaps Melgo yes, this time. I think so. But if it's anything greater than like a fifty-eight forty-two split, I'll be absolutely shocked. Yeah, but I, I think smell Javante, a bet. I think Javante has RB one potential. A bet between this year. me and you, or me and Tim? Me and Tim. I'm trying no, to instigate. I don't know. Playing time. And finish. You wanna you wanna bet that what? Melgo. Williams gets sixty percent of the snaps. No way. No, I don't want to. I don't want to bet that. I'm not. I stupid. say he doesn't. No, I'm not betting. No, I say he doesn't either. Oh, okay. Right. Me and Michael aren't that far off. I'm just thinking. I'm. I'm yeah. just thinking. I think that Javante Williams is. I think it'll be between 55-45 for both of them. You guys were focused on the running backs, but when you said, "I know what you want to say about this game," and I said yes, my full intention was to say. Teddy Bridgewater fucking sucks, and you can't trust any receiver. Judy, Even, Judy, or tight end. Judy, Judy. You can't trust Judy, Sutton, Patrick, Fant. Noah Fant has gone five games in a row without a touchdown. You can't start tight ends that don't get touchdowns, especially when they're averaging three catches and 30 yards over that. Span. I'm starting Jerry Judy. Happily as a wide receiver three. This week happily, happily. As happily a wide receiver a, three. Happily as a... I bet you Tim Patrick's one three, that finds the end zone. Three of his last four games, he's been the clear number one receiver. It hasn't resulted in many points. Eight, 9.9, and 9.7. But Detroit sucks against receivers. Jerry and Judy's a flex play at best, and the rest of the people can suck it. You know what? Uh, let's make a bet. I say Jerry Judy's a top 36 receiver. Take it, Jason. Take it. 36 is too... That's... It's not that hard to be a top. You were just making team. fun of me how for about, saying he's a wide receiver three. How about this? I'll take Cortland Sutton, you take Jerry Judy, and you take Tim Patrick. No, how would Jason do that? What? Give me a number then, Jay. 40? I mean, 30, 33? I'm not in fantasy points? That doesn't favor I'll us. I'll take 33. All right. I'll say 33 counts, so 33 are better. PPR or half PPR? Half PPR. In half, sure. But that's not even my, like, of all the people, Jerry Judy's the one I hate least. Like, I'd, I'd make a bet that says Sutton, Patrick, and Fant are all outside of five fantasy points. Really? Yeah, those guys fucking suck. Yeah, but they're Teddy playing the Lions. Sucks. I don't care. That's I think it's why, fool's goal. That's why I like Judy. Yeah, it's going to be a run-first offense. Yeah. This Watch, is what this I said, gonna be... Tim, you weren't on the first pod, but I said Seahawks-Texans was a fool's gold game for Tyler Lockett. You want to hear something crazy, Tim? The mm. Seahawks and Texans game? Those are the only two teams in the league averaging less than 60 plays per game. That's going to be one of the most boring games of all time. It might just be. And I think this is another fool's gold game for pass catchers on the Broncos. Interesting. Interesting. Um, We're playing Teddy Bridgewater, though, right? Psych. Uh, Brandon McManus (laughs) in this motherfucker. 
All right, let's uh this motherfucker. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the next game. Uh the Giants at the Chargers is the next game. Go Chargers, go. Go Chargers, go. It's funny the wide receiver, the wide receiver situation in this game is wild. Like the Giants yeah. have Sterling Shepard who might play, Kenny Galladay who might play, Kadarius Tony who might play. Right now Shepard and Kenny and Kenny Galladay are are trending towards playing. And then on the other is side Galladay trend, I thought Galladay was trending towards no, not playing. I think Shepard is the only one trending towards playing. All day practice. I think today, yeah, oh, I yeah, heard huh? today he that he right. was Tony's trending not towards looking good. Tony's not looking good at all. Um, I am so confused. That was a fumble. I hope not. Yep, Chase Claypool lost the fumble, I see. Let's let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, but it's a smorgasbox. Because on the other side, Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah, so listen. Keenan Allen, COVID. Take it, Tim. Yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> that's what I was doing. And then you guys cut me off with uh, Chase Claypool's smorgasbord. Um... <clears throat> So you anyway, you have Keenan Allen who tested positive for COVID, but I also believe is is on um, vaccinated, tested positive for COVID. He was in the room where it happened <laughs> with Mike Williams. Mike Williams is unvaccinated. So Mike Williams has to miss five days regardless. Now, Mike Williams has already tested negative for COVID-19. But and he was exposed Monday, so he may have the opportunity to play on Sunday. Keenan Allen reportedly has already had one negative test for COVID nineteen, even though he had COVID nineteen. So, vaccine working on in his immune system pretty well. And then you have the second test. If he passes that, he could play. So people who who got Jalen Guyton, who are saying, "Oh, it's the people who are starting Jared Cook," you're like, "Oh my God." What's going to happen now? The wide receiver situation in this game is extremely just just up in the air. This whole yeah. game right now is up in the air because Austin Eckler missed practice. He, he hurt himself on, on one of the last plays of the game last week. <clears throat> These wide receivers, you don't know what's going on. It, the Giants have – they don't even know who their quarterback is. Looks well, like Eckler Glennon's, is limited in practice today. Okay, so Eckler limited in practice but still hurt. Uh, Glennon looks like he's going to play. Like, what what's your – I guess we could just say, what's overall, what's your outlook on this game? The thing is, Justin Herbert is now second to Tom Brady in fantasy points for quarterbacks. It's wild. He has 300 yards and multiple touchdown passes in three games in a row. He is on fire. He is. Him. And it is not going to be put out by the Giants. So it's just, who's going to be out there? And I think if it's not Allen and Williams, I'm starting Guyton confidently. If it is Allen and Williams... I'm starting Allen and Williams. Like, it just depends on who's going to be out there, who's going to play, and you just have to wait and see. But either way, I think it's a good play no matter what. And Austin Eckler is a slam dunk play. I think even if, if Allen and Williams are out, guys, Austin Eckler is 17th in true target value. That's not for running backs. It's for all players. 17th. He has seen the 17th most valuable targets this year, ahead of guys like Ababoom. DeAndre Hopkins. and it, Everyone. It's 17th. So Eckler is a not everyone. Sixteen players are ahead of him. Sixteen people ahead of him. Uh, he's my he have, he might catch ten balls. Would you rather start Taysom Hill or Justin Herbert this week? Taysom Hill. I have Taysom Hill at quarterback three. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Also, because if Allen and Williams are out, I think Herbert gets the biggest blow from that. Right. So I mean, where do you have him right now, ranked Herbert? Quarterback ten. If Allen and Williams are playing, I'm going to push him up to like quarterback five or six. Yeah. It's very dependent on those two. Uh, it's hard to break down this game right now because you don't know who's going to play. Um, but one guy you know is going to play Saquon Barkley. And Saquon, 
Looks like he's getting a little back in the swing. He doesn't look like old school Saquon, but I don't think he's ever going to look like old school Saquon ever again. So with that being said, with with that being known, this is a run funnel defense that he's playing. Do you think that Saquon has the ability to have a good game in this one? Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. Yeah, man, this guy, like, I don't know. His name just keeps pushing him higher and higher up people's lists and making him want to be, you know, Saquon Barkley. And the Chargers, they're definitely a run funnel offense on the ground, third in points over average to opposing running backs on the ground. But Saquon Barkley has had not much success on the ground. We're talking Saquon, about since week 11, has 60 total yards per game and zero touchdowns. Yeah, and we're talking about a Mike Lennon and or Jake Fromlet offense. Saquon Barkley is a, a volume-based mid-range RB2, maybe even low-end RB2 until something drastic changes in that offense or he gains that spark back because it just he's not he's not the Saquon of rookie season anymore. I, I don't even really think it's close. And I, I don't know if he will ever get back to that. Hopefully he does because it was a lot of fun to watch when he was. But he's just been a super, like, when he steps off the field for Devontae Booker, let's be real, you can't really tell that much. And that's, that's saying something. When we're talking about a guy who's supposed to be like a generational. Because Saquon was also even... Let's say he still is in his prime. He's just not a guy who's consistently explosive. He makes one or two explosive plays per game. Yeah, even at, even and at he just best. hasn't had those. I think I, he, I think he has the ability to uh, so, so to be a little better than I think. He has I a do high, too. He has a high ceiling in this game. This I don't is a think good so. Match not with Jake Fromm. I think with I think this week. No, I no. think no. But I the think Giants' offensive line is thirtieth in the league. He's been awful. No, bad quarterbacks never help, Tim. It's never a good thing that there's a worse quarterback in. Mike White says uh, he begs to differ with you. (laughs) Seriously, Because he threw the ball to the running back 90 times? Yes, and that's what I'm thinking. That's what I think is going to happen. I think that if if Jake Fromm... Mike White, this guy, talk about just picking and choosing. You think every backup quarterback's the GOAT, bro? No, but (laughs) what I'm saying is if Jake Fromm is in there and he doesn't have wide receivers to throw to, he's going to dump it off to Saquon Barkley 10 times. I don't think that's out of the question at all. Ten times. Yes. Ten times. Ten. Ten times. You'll see. We'll see. I want we'll to all see. We'll this is see. completely random, but I wanted to bring it up for the Seahawks game last episode, and I forgot. You, did you see the Travis Homer 70-yard punt return? Yeah, it's fire. Guys, Michael was there. The Saint, the oh, yeah. Seahawks line up for a punt at their own, like, 30, and I'm like, yo, they're faking it. That did happen. I looked up and they faked it. <laughs> and the Travis Homer was it. out for 70 yards. I was like, let's go. Like, I was sure call it. Uh, let's go. I should have been coaching that game. You know, I was just thinking, why no? Why aren't there as many of those these days? Fake punts? Fake punts. Yeah. They look. They they could be so effective. Um. All right, let's go over to the I next game. just gashing the Steelers. Yeah, this isn't even close to what's happening right now. Jeez Louise. Well, the Steelers have been the worst run defense in the league the last three weeks. Fantasy and otherwise. Imagine been the if worst. Madison was playing. Stop, stop, stop. Pain. Stop saying things like that. In the Glaven. Bill- <laughs> nah, no Evan Ingram. It's oh, not even a good quarter. He's not nah, even good. I think that you the can... fuck out of here. You're really overestimating Jake Fromm, man. But here's the thing, though. And here's something that Brodo's been preaching since the very beginning. You know. Backup quarterbacks plus tight but ends. You've been preaching. But Evan Ingram beginning. isn't a typical tight end. He fucking sucks. That's <laughs> true. So he's had good games this year. Aye, aye. He has. Aye, aye. He's not gonna a have bet? a Dallas Goddard performance. Well, Ooh, but what's I the bet? smell a bet. What's the bet? Tight end fourteen. I'll give you mm, sixteen. 
16. 14 is good. You man. need Come one on. catch to be a tight end 16. 16. One 40-yard catch, he's tight end 14, man. 16. 14. 15. We got to call it 15, 15. obviously. All right. <laughs> Put it there, kid. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to the next game, the Bills at the Bucks. This is a primetime matchup right here. Let's, I mean, let's get started on the Bucks side because the Bills have also been not as good against the run these past couple weeks. But then again, they've faced this these like it's it's easy to look at the numbers and say they haven't been great against the run. But then you consider last week they faced every single play was a run, and they and like they got torched by Derrick Henry by Jonathan Taylor. Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor. That's it. Those are the only guys. But Leonard Fournette's been an RB one. The Bucks offense has been spectacular. This is really one of those things where it's just like the Bucks are at home, so the Bills don't have that weather advantage that they usually have. Let's go to the Bucks side because they're facing a big, a, a hard defense, and you have the normal guys for the Bucks. They're, no one's going to surprise you in this game. It's Leonard Fournette, it's Mike Williams, it's Chris Godwin, it's Todd, Bra- it's Tom Brady. You said Williams. Oh, sorry, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, and it's Rob Gronkowski, and that's just how it is for the Bucks, and it's it's predictable. The unpredictable part is you don't know who's gonna bust in each game. The the common knowledge would say that Leonard Fournette is probably is probably the guy who's going to be the bust of this game. I don't know if that's the case. Honestly, I'm starting Leonard Fournette. If I have him, I, I, you got to do it. What say you, Jay? I didn't expect to say this this year. I don't think any of us did. But Leonard Fournette is currently what we all wanted Christian McCaffrey to be. Oof. He's been that fucking good, man. He's been insanely good. If you are drafting today for rest of season, Leonard Fournette has a strong case for first overall pick. Wow. At least top three. And he is currently now, because you need to remember, he wasn't even seeing this many touches in the beginning of the year. He is now fourth in the entire league in weighted opportunities. That weighs receptions a little bit more than rushes. He leads running backs and targets, and he is second in the league in red zone rushes. He's Everything you want and more. Jason just said all that without even looking at his computer. That was impressive. <laughs> Jason just got that in his head. I know my stuff. And he's also also in law school. Watching the game. Oh, oh, oh and watching the game also <laughs> in law school. He just has that in his head. Like it, it, Jason got a big ass brain, man. It can fit a lot of things. I got there. brains. You well, got that brain. brain says fire up Lenny. What about you? Uh, so Michael, he says fire up Lenny. So who's who's the Who's the sacrificial lamb this game? I'm no one. I'm firing up everyone. Wow. I don't give a shit if the Bills' defense has been good. These are two teams in the top 10 in uh, total plays this year. They're two teams that are supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. I think it's a big, I think it's just a game where you want players on these teams. Like, I don't think it's going to be a a Bills. Like, the Bills defense has been good this year, but they've struggled against good players. And Tom Brady and company are some damn good players. So, I mean, I I don't care. Like, when it comes to this game, maybe it's stupid to just disregard what the stats say about the Bills' defense, but I want to start my Bucks. I want to start my Bills. I think it's going to be a shootout. The Bills are probably pissed about last week, that joke of a game that they had to play in. Now they get to go play in Tampa Bay, probably the nicest weather they'll have rest of season. I want to. I just want to fire everybody up in this game. So, but the question is, Michael, like you say, play your Bills, but the but the Bills to play. Well, the have Bills been are. A, it's been an ever evolving cycle. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox at this point. Da- I love Dawson Knox in this game. I'll, I gotta give credit where credit credit is due. Dwayne McFarlane of PFF um, said this. Fucking fuck! Damn, another another missed touchdown off the fingertips of Justin Jefferson. He could have three right now. Oof, that would um, be nice. Dwayne McFarlane of PFF said that the Buccaneers 
plays 75% zone. And Cole Beasley is targeted more than any other bill when Josh Allen is quarterbacking against zone coverage. So this should mean that Cole, it's Cole Beasley week. I'll, I'll, I'm willing to bet that it's not. I'm just saying. That's it. Because I trust Beasley over Sanders or Gabriel Davis. I don't, I don't know how you could trust Beasley with Dawson Knox and him, and him in the same game at the same time. Yeah, Beasley has not been uh, good of late. And it's only when Dawson Knox plays. The, the, you can follow the spikes of Beasley's season simply where is Dawson Knox playing. If the answer is yes, he plays shitty. If the answer is no, he plays good. It's just like there's two guys doing that, and Dawson Knox is just a better player at the moment. Touch some goats. Okay, so I, yeah, I like I like Chris Dustin Godwin has one. been an unsung hero this year under the radar. It's because he's he started ever since AB went down. Right, he started slow, and then when AB went down, he picked it up. Yeah. Um, are there any like deep sleepers in this game? That two, like you said, two high flying offenses. Like, do you think Gabriel Davis worth a shot? Yeah, I mean, he's been getting more involved, more so than Emmanuel Sanders recently. But uh, we're not yeah. touching the Bills running backs, right? I'm not. Yeah, because no. I mean, look, Matt Breida hardly played last week after, uh, with the, with like the way the weather was and shit, and he fumbled. But honestly, like in this game against Tampa, maybe they need to use him in the backfield passing more, and maybe Zach Wil- Zach Moss is another healthy scratch. They kind of just go with the personnel I think will fit them that game. But the Buccaneers every year are tremendous against opposing running backs and they don't use the running backs in Buffalo very much to begin with. So I wouldn't want to chase that. No, I'm not even playing Matt Breida and Scott Fishbowl where like the rosters are thin. Um, let's go 49ers at the Bengals. Let's do this. 49ers. Yo, it's, it's like the 49ers. Like, I don't know what they're doing in practice, but if I, if what I think they're doing is what they're doing, then they should stop. And I think it's that they're beating the shit out of their players with a baseball bat for practice. <laughs> I, I, I think that might be it. I think that the, right the practice for the San Francisco 49ers is beat the shit out of everyone with baseball bats. Because that's the only explanation. I can almost guarantee that that's false. <laughs> Debo Samuel did not practice, although there is some optimism about him returning. Uh, right now, if you go to your uh, pla- your whatever platform you're using to play the game, uh, you will see that he is projected to have points. Um, Elijah Mitchell not only has a concussion but also has a knee injury, um, uh, so he might not play. But Jeff Wilson did practice. Jamichael Hasty still on the roster. What say you about this running back situation for the 49ers? Which one do you got? Which one of these guys would you rather go with? I feel like Jeff Wilson is the is the answer on this one. Yeah, even though I just added Jamichael Hasty in like six leagues. Yeah, I'd play Jamichael. <laughs> I'd play Jeff Wilson if I had the uh, if I had the choice. He was the next man up last time. I don't see why that would change. Uh, he got in a full practice today. Hasty will likely mix in on passing downs and such. But look, it's gonna be Jeff Wilson in the lead running back role. So Jeff Wilson would be my preferred option. They're they're not Elijah Mitchell. Like Elijah Mitchell, I'd rank as a top twelve running back. Um, like, if it's Jeff Wilson, I think he's going to be more a low-end RB2 flex type of guy because I do think Jermichael Hasty is going to mix in a bit. But either way, it's it's not ideal with Elijah Mitchell with these damn injuries because he's been just tremendous whenever he has been on the field. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a weird year for Elijah Mitchell from sixth-round pick to 
fourth in the depth chart to starter to blowing your fab on him to getting injured. But throughout all of this, every time he plays, he puts up great numbers for your fantasy team. So hopefully he gets well soon. Let's go over to the Bengals side. Jason, I saw you drop Joe Burrow today in the home league. I did. Uh, So all that making fun of me for dropping Joe Burrow, you know, just uh, do do me a favor and suck it. Yeah. Well, it's a one quarterback league, so it doesn't have to be rostered. And the Bengals really went run first after you dropped him. They did. (laughs) They went run first like Listen, you gave me him for the Ravens game where he popped off, so I'll take it. That's true. Uh, But he's thrown three touchdown passes in his last four games. He's thrown for less than 200 yards in two of those games. It's been a run first offense, and the 49ers aren't the best pass defense. Um, So, like, Joe Burrow always has some streaming appeal and always could be a QB1. I'm not going to blame you if you start him. But right now, the ceiling isn't there. Um, so when it comes to Joe Burrow, it's tough to trust him. But the thing is, he has been very efficient. And don't look now, folks. But T. Higgins has surpassed Jamar Chase in true target value. Ooh. Both very good, though. T. Higgins, 12th in true target value. Jamar Chase, 15th. So both of those guys, top six, top 15 receivers from here on out based on the targets they've seen the year prior, from the, the games prior. So I'm firing up Higgins and Chase. I just, Burrow doesn't have the ceiling that it seemed like he did in week eight. It's the big plays. It's, they've been hitting T. Higgins, and they haven't been hitting Jamar Chase. And I think this is something that you might see as long as these two stay teamed up in their career. This might be something that we see play out every single year where it's like Jamar Chase catches fire for three games, and then teams start to scheme him out, and that opens up the door for T. Higgins, who's also a great receiver, so he blows up for three games. And then teams start to scheme over to the T. Higgins side, and then Jamar Chase gets back to exploding. I think that that's something that you might see happen throughout the career of these two guys, like it's happening. Michael this might also make a note about something Jamar Chase did last week. Yeah, right? Jamar Chase dropped a potential like 70-yard touchdown. That's true. That was upsetting. That's a different – that's a whole different – like we're talking completely different about Jamar Chase if he catches that one yeah. ball. I mean, in the 49ers, they're also first in points over average against opposing quarterbacks, 10th um, against wide receivers, 5th against running backs. Like, they've been kind to opposing offenses for the majority of the season. When, when Michael's saying 5th, they're saying 5th best. 5th best, yes. So 5th best so matchup. I do think Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase could have a, a good game here. And Joe Mixon, who found the end zone again last week, which was one of his worst days that he's had in recent weeks. His underdog <laughs> over-under was 114 and a half yards or something. I sent it to the Discord. I was like, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Like, everyone, please smash the under. He ended with, like, 50 total yards. That was very dumb. A reminder of what Joe Mixon is. <laughs> Dude, we, we can't just give the guy his flowers nope. and not make fun of him for one episode? Nope. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, he's 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 playing great. I mean, the guy's 14 touchdowns. All right, he's playing great. Um... Anyone else you guys want to talk about in this game? We got to talk about 49ers. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the, excuse me, on the Bengals? No, you're not starting CJ Uzuma. Yeah. No. So let's go over because Brandon Ayuk, he, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Debo's out. Brandon Ayuk week. Uh, didn't kill your team, but also didn't have a great game. But neither did the entire 49ers offense. I mean, how are we feeling about Brandon Ayuk this week? Like, Jimmy G doesn't throw for a ton of yards. So the fact that George Kittle went nine for 181. Yeah, certainly didn't help Ayuk, but uh, Debo Samuel, they're they're saying he's still a game time decision this week, right? Like, 
I don't know what's going on he, with him. I wouldn't expect um, him to play. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't practiced yet. So I do think Brandon Ayuk would be a strong play as a wide receiver 2-3 this week. Like you said, only 3 for 55 last week on six targets, but good matchup here against Cincy. Um, I, are we expecting George Kittle to go 9 for 180 and two touchdowns again? Probably not. I do think George Kittle will be highly involved in the offense, but I wouldn't be shocked if Brandon Ayuk has a has a bigger game than he had last week as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm playing Ayuk and I'm playing Kittle. I think those two are very obvious starts. Uh, Kittle was amazing. Kittle's been yeah. amazing even with Debo. He's here. so like, good. He's he's just a really, really good player. Like, you watch him and you're like, yeah, this guy is this guy's on the Travis Kelsey level. He's good at I don't even get mad at George Kittle when he doesn't perform up to par for fantasy purposes because, like, it's like, do, do you see what he's doing for his team, though? Like, do you see that blocking? Do yeah. you see how good of a teammate he is? <laughs> he's, just, he's just like... It's like, I can't get mad at this guy. He's just so good. He's the best tight end in the league. No disrespect to Travis Kelsey. He's like, one of my favorite players, man. In I terms called of him talent. when he was a part-time player. Remember that I called that year where he popped yeah. off? That that was a big... Uh, that was drafted him everywhere in like the ninth round. For that. Patrons loved <laughs> you that year. For, they, they really did. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill, like you gave them a quarterback and a tight end in like yeah. the last two rounds, and they just built their team. Like that's how you do it. Deadass. That's how you win. That was the last time you were a good fan. <laughs> oh, Burn. Burnski. Um, all right, let's go over to the next game. The Bears at the Packers. Sunday night football on MSG. Ugh. Justin Fields is coming down to Lambeau. No, no. Aaron Rodgers with a bad toe. MVS is coming to catch deep balls. David Montgomery is trash again. He was, he was mad good last week. That's true. He's not trash again. <laughs> he was trash. Is that it? Just gonna stop this? Stop the. We've been waiting all day for Justin Fields to throw picks. Yeah, it's gonna be a disgusting game. I can't even sing anymore about it. Packers are gonna destroy the Bears. Yeah, David Montgomery went went to in last week. Twenty four points. Was mega. It's about time. Uh, remember the last time the Packers played, and it's not. I know that I'm saying this for the first time, and you haven't heard it on Twitter 400 times and on every single radio show you listen to. Um, this is the last time when when Aaron Rodgers went, I own you. I own you. And now he's at home. Um, but there are some I home to- you. There is- I home you. That's what he's going to say this year, this week. Allen Robinson's expected. You just got home. Allen Robinson. Home. Shut up. Pew, Allen- pew. Shush. <laughs> Allen Robinson is expected to play. Um, Who's that? Yeah. Uh, don't play him. Uh, Never heard of him. Justin Fields is getting the star, like you said. David Montgomery, he played really well, but he has mad injuries. Um, this guy he is listed with an injury in his... He got a booty sore. A sore booty. His shoulder, his groin, and his gluteus maximus. Does he have stank? He probably has a little stank, but like if he... Then rub- you could start him. Do you know what it is? If he rubs <laughs> some stank on it, then maybe like it'll get better. Stank from the booty. See, this is why I wanted to start Conklin, bro. But when he when he runs, like he doesn't he doesn't look like a tight end. He look, he's like an athletic. Here we go. Tim started Conklin, so I was gonna talk about Conklin. No, nah, no, nah, for real though. Like, no, nah, this is why I started Conklin because I saw him last Conklin. week, and I was like, yo, this guy, like, not in other weeks, but last week in particular, I'm like, yo, he really like was involved in the. Yo, offense. good player. Um, anyway, Darnell Mooney, I think, is a play in this game. Shmarnell Shmooney. <clears throat> I think he could play him. Yeah, Darnell Mooney finally dropped back down to earth and had a rookie season Mooney line type performance going 5 for 27 against Arizona after several big games in a row. Um, 
But uh, now he gets uh, the Green Bay Packers without Jair Alexander. Um, but the thing is, Green Bay, even without Jair Alexander, has been very good against receivers this season. 27th um, points over average. Uh, Justin Jefferson absolutely dominated them. But at this point, Justin Jefferson absolutely dominates everybody. But yeah, now Justin Fields um, is expected to be back. He's gotten medically cleared. But Justin Fields, as we know, has not had the, uh, the best rookie season. Darnell Mooney's a risky wide receiver three. That's what he's been all year. I think that's what he's going to be throughout the rest of the season. I know people are getting their hopes up when he had a, a strong stretch and like he was ranked as, an, as a top 20 receiver and just things like that really pissed me off because it's just reasons he biased to the fullest. But, uh, yeah, that's who Darnell Mooney is. The things that piss Michael off. Yeah, man. I have a bet if someone wants to take it. My rankings aren't going to say this, and I'm probably not going to tell you to start this guy over him. But my bet is start MVS over Darnell Moon. Oh, that's a good that's a good one. Yeah, I'll take it. Fuck it. All right. Because MVS has an average up to target of 19.4 yards this year, which is absurdly high. And in the last two games he's played, he's had 19 targets, eight catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. The issue with people like MVS is that when you have such a deep depth of target, you're going to have down games because you can't always complete those passes. But the Bears, according to Football Outsiders, are the worst team in the league against the deep ball. So someone getting 19 targets over the last two weeks with a 20-yard average depth of target against the worst deep ball team in the league? Give me MVS. Damn, Jason. That was like some exciting analysis there. Yeah, Got me nice and uh, got me nice and rock hard for him. Super horn. Also, me super horn. Also, Randall. If you want my body, man, you think I'm sexy? Randall. Come on, MV, let oh me us. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe people pay us money. People give us money to listen to you two be idiots. <laughs> and Randall Cobb's out. Yeah. So even better. Um. Randall on the cob. What about Aaron Jones versus versus AJ Dillon? For me, personally, I think you're tripping. I you're about to say AJ Dillon, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm oh, about okay. to say I don't think AJ Dillon even plays a role in this game. I think it's going to be all Aaron Jones. I mean, that's that's a stupid. I think thing that's to a say. little crazy, but I like your thinking. It's it's a AJ lot. AJ Dillon out snapped Aaron Jones 42-40 last time they played, but Aaron Jones was noticeably like. He he wasn't expected to play, and AJ Dillon was started the game, but he only had two more snaps. They just came out of a bye, and Aaron Jones is fucking good. So I agree. I expect this to be Aaron Jones' backfield, and AJ Dillon's gonna be annoying and get work, but Aaron Jones is still good. Michael, (laughs) (laughs) behind the scenes, real quick, folks. We just paused because you know the power of editing and stuff. And then Tim and Michael look at each other. I was like, you ready? Tim's like, yeah. Tim's like, you ready? Michael's like, yeah. And they start, and both of them just look at each other, <laughs> just waiting for the other person to speak. I thought Michael was ready. So that's what that pause was, because then we had to pause again and be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I thought Michael was ready to go. That was fun. Hey, you guys. We do, but then I said, hold on, I'm playing this, because I have to tell the people what just happened. But now we still don't know who's going to talk. So who's taking it? Tim, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, you. host. Um, Look, I said David Montgomery has mad injuries, but I think he's an all right play in this game to be honest I, I think the Packers defense has the ability to be the best defense of the week not a bold statement yeah just I think the Chargers I think the Chargers take the cake there but this is why the Chargers scare me is because against Jacksonville they guys? don't score a lot of they don't score a lot of points Tennessee against Jacksonville is also a, a high 
It's true. High ceiling. I will say matchup. this. Carolina. Fuck Cole Clement. <gasps> People really need to Why stop talking about that guy. Not as a person, just as a tight end option. People really need to stop back when it gets a thing. Maybe this guy's 40 receptions mm-hmm. on the year. It's like it's week 14 now. And zero touchdowns. Jimmy Graham has seven catches and two touchdowns. Yeah. Quilcomet just doesn't have a role in the end zone. And when you're a tight end on an awful team with a quarterback who struggles to throw more than 200 yards, if you're not scoring a touchdown, you can get the fuck out of my face. I, I, do you know what else can get the fuck out of my face? Najee Harris not only has been inefficient because his offensive line is trash or whatever, he's been inefficient because he's not good at that. I told good Michael right now. last week that we were watching the Steelers game, and I was like, "Does Najee Harris ever break tackles?" No, never. It, and it's surprising too. He's always very. He's he's so like. He's so clunky. I don't know. Um, let's go over to our last game: the Rams at the Cardinals. Monday night football. Oh my God! Shut up. Um, this is a this is a good matchup, man. Shit, I would knock it. The top two teams in the division going head to head. Skip it a doobap. Getting at it. Um, <clears throat> Cooper Cup is dealing with a little toe injury, but they don't think anything of it. You're obviously playing Cooper Cup. Here's what I here here's what I think. Want to talk about? I want to talk about the Henderson situation, the Daryl Henderson situation, because last week Daryl Henderson came back. And got you a big fat donut if you started him in your fantasy lineups, even though he played. Quote unquote played. He was active. Sean McVay was asked about it today. He's practicing in limited capacity as well right now. Sean McVay was asked about it and he specifically said, Sean McVay said, I'm, you know, we want to get Sony Michelle the ball. Uh, you know how they do it with Tony Pollard and Zeke. We think that's a great uh, model. And. We want to get Sony Michelle more touches. The fact that Sean McVay said that the way he said it, and this might sound counterintuitive, but I think that confirms that Daryl Henderson is going to be the starter and get the most carries when he comes back healthy. He literally pointed to a relationship where it's clear who the starter is. And he pointed, he, Sean McVay is not going to go out and give the media his specific game plan. Like, we've learned that already. Sean McVay is from that school. He's going to go out there and do the opposite. He's going to say the opposite. He's from the school of Shanahan. He's from the school of that whole tree that just lies to the media and everyone continues to believe them somehow. School of hard knocks. Like, I don't know how anyone ever believes what comes out of Sean McVay and and Kyle Shanahan's mouth ever. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk's a great player. Benched. Brandon Ayuk's in the doghouse. Breakout game. <laughs> well, I don't know. Or maybe we'll take Mac Jones. Trey Lance. It's just like he always does this. It's always like this. So Tis facts. But you don't know if Henderson is healthy right now. So this puts, you know, managers in a tough position. Michael, how are you feeling about the about this uh running back squadron? If Henderson's uh healthy, I'm playing Skip Henderson. Out! If he's not healthy, I'm playing Michelle. What was that? If Henderson's healthy though, I, I don't wanna play Michelle. I wanna play Henderson yes. and Look, if it actually is true what the folks are saying, all right, then so be it, right? Like, then maybe Sony Michelle does have a role. But I, I, I'd I, bet against it heavily. I just don't see that happening. So I wouldn't want to start Sony Michelle. Kind of like today. people are, Some people are starting Alexander Madison, and Dalvin Cook's just getting all the work. Like, you don't want to be stuck in that situation. Those are my two cents. Jason? 
I mean, it, it sucks that it's Monday night. It really does. For example, I have Daryl Henderson in my FFPC league, and my pivot would be Jeff Wilson. Um, I might have to pivot if Elijah Mitchell's out. I would pivot. Yeah. If Elijah Mitchell's in, I'm not going to pivot. Yeah. It's very... Um, like, it depends on what your situation is. Ideally, if Henderson plays, I'm trusting Henderson as what he's been this year, and I'm trusting Michelle to suck. I, I agree with you guys. I think And I think that the, you know... What the coach said that the exact opposite proves it. On the other, oh, more about the Rams. OBJ has become their leading Abja. deep ball threat. Now, he has the highest right now. He has the highest um, yards per yards per attempt of any time in his career. So, how do you guys feel? Do you, do you, Justin Jefferson? I'm, I'm sorry, not Justin. <laughs> Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson. And OBJ, how are you feeling about these three receivers? I mean, Cooper Cup is the wide receiver one. Um, um, like, that's easy. There you go. Done. Van Jefferson and OBJ, I think, are both wide receiver threes. I think they both played themselves into that category. I think Van Jefferson is the stronger play of the two because Van Jefferson gets has been getting more involved overall. Throughout the offense, OBJ, was if he didn't catch that touchdown last week, he would have had a, a disappointing game. But, I mean, this uh, Sean McVay offense... These three guys are the key cogs in the offense now. So, I mean, they're all playable every week. Dalvin Cook is absolutely destroying the Steelers. Just straight domination. Um, Let's go over. Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Van Jefferson is 26th in through target value these days. Yeah, he's he's getting the work. He's a strong wide receiver three. Um, Fuck Tyler Higby. Yeah. Yeah. and Fuck you, Tyler How about, about Matt? Oh my you. God, guys, for real. How, <laughs> what about like Matt Stafford against the Cardinals defense? Stafford seems like a guy that you're starting every week, but this is a matchup that makes me nervous. Yeah, it's not ideal. 29th in points over average, the Cardinals are, but this is also a a matchup between two teams that that have uh, division winning aspirations, and the Cardinals obviously are in first place right now, but the Rams were. The hottest team in the league before the Cardinals were the hottest team in the league. So I think this is going to be a very fun game uh, with two two strong, uh, two very strong teams that have Super Bowl aspirations. I I I hear you with Stafford because he has struggled a bit over recent weeks. Um, he's had some down games, but he bounced back a little bit last week. I know it was against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's trash, but it's more the matchup for me because Arizona's been so good. Yeah, they have, um, but. Still, if you have Matt Stafford, for the most part, the entire season, he's been a strong QB1. I just, I'd roll with him. Let's go over to the other side then, the Cardinals. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be on Jalen Ramsey most of the time. Now, it's been well documented that Jalen Ramsey isn't one of those guys who just sticks on one person the whole game. But you'd imagine that when you have a team with DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to get your number one corner most of the time. Usually, I would say that doesn't scare me much with DeAndre Hopkins, but we saw that he still is a little hobbled from the hamstring. I'm hoping that he's 100%, but you never know. I'm playing him, but I think that I'm tempering expectations about like his ceiling. Yeah, I get that. Um, I, I concur. I think that's a valid argument. Uh, but as long as he's out there, he came back and immediately scored a touchdown on 15 passes from Kyler Murray. We'd be scoring. So you're firing him up. Um, let's go. The running back situation is James Conner's a beast. Shout out to Santiago Casanova, who was all over James Conner as one of his favorite sleepers this year. 
if you drafted James Conner, you are super happy. Like he's he should be in the conversation for fantasy MVP. Like he won't make it because there's other guys like Cordero Patterson and a whole bunch of other guys who came back came from out of nowhere and are like the best players in fantasy this year. And but James Conner's got to be up there, and and you got to love to start him in this game. Chase Edmonds was designated to come back off the IR, so he is probably going to come back and play at least a little bit in this game. Yeah, but I'm still playing Connor, who is an RB2, even with Edmonds active. You have to think he gets eased back in a little bit since, I mean, Connor has been so good since Edmonds got hurt. I don't expect Edmonds to just completely take his his role back over as uh, as quickly as he as some might, like Dalvin Cook, for example, just completely took his role back over. Um, but yeah, I I don't think that's gonna happen with Chase Edmonds. I think he's gonna be eased. I'd I'd be weary starting Chase Edmonds this week, but I'm I'm happily starting Chase uh, James Connor. Connor has five RB one games this season, same amount as James Robinson, and no one's questioning starting James Robinson, even though he's on a doo doo ass offense. I mean, I would question starting James Robinson after, after the last two games that he's had. Gervin well, Meyer been getting benched. For yeah, fumbling. He benched him for fumbling again. Honestly, like one of the worst things that coaches coaches do is do that. We used to have a rule in our in our touch league that we play in. If you drop a ball, you have to sit out the next play. <laughs> Such a bad rule. So I'm glad we don't have that rule anymore. Um, well, and you notice there was a lot less drops this year. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, this it's it's all in the head, bro. It's all in the head. Um, where where was I? Oh, speaking of dropping balls, AJ Green. Rondell Moore hasn't been an option in a long time. Christian Kirk, you guys went in on him in the Monday night, in the Monday pod when I was listening to that. I, Jason I, was, I was laughing. Um, After he shouted you out for Kyler Murray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray, you're obviously playing in this game. Any Tim other the, asked me to say this. I, I laughed. I'm not going to lie. I was on, I'll tell you exactly where I was listening. I was on the, I was on the bridge. It was just classic Jason. I was getting though. right on the bridge. Like for crying out loud. I just started cracking up as I was getting on the bridge. Not the Triber or the... Uh, the uh, RK, not the Queensboro Bridge. Queensboro Bridge. Um. Anyway, no tolls. No tolls. Exactly. I, I. It takes me about thirty more minutes to get to work in the morning without the tolls, but I do it because I'm poor. Um. If with you want the, the price of gas, though, are you really saving money? I mean, with the hybrid, yes. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, Jason, where can they find you? Hybrid. Yeah. I love FJs. Uh. Zach Ertz oh. has ten fantasy points per game since joining the Cardinals, so he's. He's still a touchdown dependent option. He's not someone who breaks tackles. Um, the issue is that Kyler Murray threw 15 passes yeah. last week. If That's always a possibility, which is not ideal. But I do think this is a shootout type game. I don't think there's any possibility that Kyler Murray throws only 15 balls again this week. I prefer Ertz to Higby if that's any. If we're comparing this game. Ertz to Higby. Who are you going to start? What do you have to choose? These, these tight ends are just so like. What can you say about them? One of them might score a touchdown. Take that guy. This is the better matchup where I take Ertz over Higby. Well, you, where you, guys, you trying to set up a bet? What? Ertz or Higby? I'm taking Ertz over Higby. I I. Ertz over Higby. What about I'll, I'll take Ertz. You take Goddard. Eleanor Higby. Ertz Goddard is Goddard. on bye. Yeah, what are you talking about? I know. So then I'll win. That is not genius. How this genius. Works. Booyah. Genius. Booyah. Jason, where could they find? No, you? Booyah. If you tricked us, but you didn't. All right, fine, Yabu. At BrotoFF Jason, at BrotoFF Mike. At BrotoFF Casanova and at BrotoFF Tim are the handles. See what we did there, branding. Uh, at, oh, 
at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where you can find Brother Johnny's Bulls and Bear Reports. And uh, Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy, the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, uh, BrotoFantasy.com. We got a lot of things. Yep. Come check them out. Later. Later.